0: (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Pastor Lindsay Lee of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship and I'm back with the second round of teachings on the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. We're going to do some review. And then we're going to move forward. And then we'll do a little more review and keep moving forward. And so I'm going to pick up on some of the notes that if you have not already grabbed them from www.astoundinglove.org or clicked on the link that is uh, below this image in the Facebook page, then by all means do so because at least it will give you an idea of some of the direction that I'm coming. As I said, I'm coming actually live from... My hotel room in Tupelo, Mississippi where my daughter and I had gone to attend a wedding. She's the maid of honor and I was her plus one. So uh, the lighting is a little different and I do notice that this particular lamp that I have is fading in and out. So you just have to think of Christmas and one of those old fashioned color wheels and I'm not a tree being lit up, but then again, I am like a tree planted by rivers of living water. So I'm being lit uh, from different uh, degrees. And so please just know that I'm aware of it, and then let's get into it. We're going to pray, and then we're going to start the teachings. And as I said uh, in previous um, episodes or segments, write your questions down interact with us i have i have to come up with a pause or a hold please button on some of the things that i've read that i'm like oh my god i want to get into that and so i have not necessarily uh responded yet other than wow i like what you said but i do get back to these things i do go back over the notes and i am very interested in having these dialogues having said that father we praise you and we thank you for this time I thank you that over the course of these next four segments, we're going to hear from you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to give us prayers to pray, words to speak, as heaven grants us divine revelation and understanding into the things that you want us to know in order to be able to walk in in your power in this earth. And we praise you and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. So I'll be praying for you throughout. Uh, We have talked about the fact that the voice, that the blood of Jesus speaks. And I even gave you a couple of the references um, that, as most of you know, I was assigned to teach on this topic in January of this year, January 2021, by my apostle Dr. Baker. And so as I started getting into it, I went to some of my old Bible study kind of things. I had a lot of different teachings on the blood of Jesus and also music because I am a singer and I'm a psalmist and I'm a a composer as well. So, I'm naturally going to look also at music and find out how many blood songs there are and there really are not that many in comparison to the power of the blood of Jesus and the things that we need to know in this 21st century but that's going to be remedied I believe in this in this era that we're in right now. And one of the other things about it we are one of our topics or scriptural basis is 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19, which is telling us about the quality of the blood of Jesus. I'm not going to go through an entire review. You can look at the first four segments where I'm in the red sweater and in a different hotel, and we can start from there. But what I do want to pick up is in talking about the quality of the blood of Jesus. So again, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, it says that We know that we were not redeemed with corruptible things, silver and gold. We were not purchased with silver and gold. Um, it, It says from your aimless conduct by tradition from your fathers. I'm reading this out of the New King James Version. He said, but we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So perfect blood. And then it says he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. I'm going to read all the way through. Uh, Verse 21 says, "Who who Who through him believe in God. Let me go back. Verse 20. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls, In obeying the truth, that's the way that the soul is purified, in obeying the truth through the spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flowers, fate falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. There is the eternal um, aspect for us. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. And I wanted to include all of that in there because of a number of the different things that we're going to talk about when you, you look at the components of eternity, you look at word, you look at uh, that which is incorruptible, you look, see the element of being born again through the word of God. Okay, the eternal Word of God, and then that there's a purity, a cleansing of the souls that comes through obeying the truth, manifest means that the truth is seen, so we are purified, and we'll look at if we have time on this one we we'll kind of go in depth a little bit with that word, well I'll just do it now purity, which means to make clean, and it means to to make us pure. And it also means to cleanse. So what you're seeing in here are some of the components, the elements that comprise the blood of Jesus, because all of these words here are spirit words and the blood of Jesus, even though in the natural, it did spill into the earth at the time of Calvary. The element that makes the blood of Jesus so powerful is its spirit Element the fact that it was it, it it was doing its work it was operative it was establishing authority according to the book of revelation before the foundation of the world the blood and the value of the blood and the power of the blood was given before the blood itself the blood of Jesus was shed but the the whole plan of God as you see in Leviticus I believe seventeen eleven or eleven yeah seventeen eleven which says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. So God had this plan going all along where his spirit his life was being housed in blood and that his the presence of his life is what gave the power to the blood so what you what we understand is that the blood of Jesus contains in its essential ingredients the life of God the eternal life of God and the power of God's word and that the the element of that spirit the spirit is the elusive quality of the blood of God, uh, blood of Jesus, and it is the power of the voice itself. Because Jesus told us, "My words are spirit, and they are life." Now, if you're putting these things together, you understand that when He said spirit, and He said life, that blood had to be factored into it because of where life can be found in the earth and the life of God in his blood. I'm going to break this down, or you're going to break it down and tell us about it, but we're going to keep pulling it and massaging it until it just becomes such, I'm not going to say common, but it becomes very much a part of you. You take it and you, I have that one little piece of hair that likes to fly. You take it and you apply it and make it something that you live in and and that it lives in you. But again, here you're seeing the elements, the word precious, the price of the blood of Jesus. And you understand that the value the value of the blood itself is what is also the value that it that it has given to us, so if heaven counts the blood of Jesus as precious and heaven factors in that this is the price that will be paid for mankind, then the tr- the the value of the blood is transferred to us, in other words, we are precious to God because he gave, he paid a precious price for us, the marriage price, the love price, the, the blood price that was paid to redeem us, to to rescue us, to buy us back, if you will, to, to take us out of slavery, out of bondage, out of, of, of being a servant of sin, and out of the power of the law of sin and death. These are just some of the things. And he did it really by... the the voice of the blood that says, this is an eternal price. This is an eternal payment. And this authority that the blood speaks with, because it is mandated, it is authorized by heaven, it is backed up by all of the forces of heaven. Therefore, the power of the voice of the blood of Jesus speaks throughout eternity in the realm of the spirit. So those are some of the things that just as an opening, that if you know the quality of the blood of Jesus, then you start understanding the quality of your life, what our lives are supposed to be. This is the price that God put on us. This is the valuation that he did. And it's an equalizer. I've said, I say that many times because it's just so true, we are taught in the earth realm, in the in the in the soul realm, if you will, in the earthly, sensual, devilish realm, that a person's value is based upon how they look, uh, what they bring in terms of money or uh, their wealth factors, uh, their education, and we have a lot of different uh, things that we say. This is what gives you value, but not according to heaven. According to heaven, the equalizer for all of men and women on the planet, no matter where you come from, no matter what your uh, skin looks like, no matter what your family name, none of that matters. According to the blood of Jesus, the value that has been put upon every single human life is the blood price. You see we are worth blood to god your money your education your knowledge your personality your sense of humor your whatever else it is no that does not have merit in the eternal realm of the of the spirit what speaks for us is blood are you or are you not redeemed by the blood of Jesus? If you are, then you come with a royal force and a royal kingdom dominion power that uh, because, or the king's dominion, which is what kingdom actually breaks down to. So the power that is backing up your value is greater than anything you or I could do on our own. And this is what he wants us to understand. And that's why we're talking about, again, about the quality of his blood. It is just that necessary to understand that from heaven's perspective or heaven's point of view, the blood of Jesus is precious. And whatever the blood of Jesus purchases is also going to get that same price or that same uh, valuation. So you are precious because the blood is precious. And I want you to get that. Why is this important? Because we're talking about blood that is sourced from one place and one place only. And that is heaven. Mary was the carrier. Now we're in the the Christmas season. And this is what the traditional time when everybody celebrates, or many people celebrate the birth of Christ. And Bible scholars will tell you, no, this is not the time in which he was born. However, the month of December is commonly known as that. Um, For the sake of conversation, let's just look at it. This was the time they think that the Virgin Mary went to give birth to the baby and and how she was a virgin and yet was pregnant and and all of the things, the stories. And we read the encounters in Luke chapter 1. But she was uh, the carrier of the body. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10 that this was a body that was prepared for Jesus. It was a body he said that you made for me. So what happened is the overshadowing of Mary but because the blood always comes from the father through the seed and enters into the womb. No man's blood ever entered her womb to birth or to, to, to um, create this particular baby. No, it was the overshadowing. And we find out in, in Luke 1, 31 through 35, she was told very clearly the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit will be the one to infuse you with light. And it was all a spiritual thing because Mary's words, which were also spirit, were spoken to say, I am the handmaiden of the Lord, or here I am, be it unto me, as you said. And if you can allow me to be just a little bit graphic, that was the opening of her to receive the seed you know how the sexual intercourse works the woman has to open for the man to enter and then for the seed to be released well she in the spirit said behold these words these spiritual words that she spoke i am the handmaiden of the lord this heart that she opened up to him to say be it unto me as you've spoken that was the foreplay that was the inter intercoursing if you will and so the spirit holy spirit overshadowed her. The entrance of words came into her because John chapter one, remember tells you in the beginning was the word. And then it says, and the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. So this, these words that the angel spoke, that she received became, they were words by the unction of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And when those words came, she was infused, she was brought into a, a light place, if you would, because that word epischiazzo, what it speaks of is the, that. The supernatural, brilliant light that pierced through and entered her. Remember Psalm Psalm 119, 130, I believe. that says that the entrance of his word brings light. Mary was filled with light. And within that light was the life of God. And that blood that came in that life, because life is housed in blood, that fertilized her. And that caused that, that, that birthing or the developing of that child. Oh my God. Can you see what I'm saying? That this is what allowed her to become impregnated, and she was giving birth to Word. Let me divert, uh, diver, uh, stop for a minute, and just point something else out to you. Go to Luke chapter one. I'm, I'm going to interrupt this particular flow to bring else something else in, so that you understand. That this, this birth of Jesus was one of its kind. But this plan of God to infuse us with light and word is something that he does quite often. So in Luke chapter 1 verse 31, or even go a little bit further, let's look at, let's just go ahead and start with verse 26. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God. To a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored. The Lord with you blessed you among women. He blessed you among women all right? But when she saw, it didn't say that she was the most blessed and the only woman to be blessed. It says, among women, here is the blessing that is yours, Mary. This is the blessing that is yours, Mary. This is the assignment that is coming to you. And he said, but when she saw, she was troubled at his saying. Now, see, it didn't say she tripped out because she saw an angel. It didn't say she freaked out because this man, Gabriel, who, you know, came in to, to her it, it, and, and to visit her and to talk to her. It doesn't say that. It says that it was his words. Had troubled or disturbed her, and caused her to, to 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 take a step back and to look at him and to ponder. And I think this is a very powerful thing because that is a way of receiving the word of God, not taking it lightly, not just going very flippantly. Oh, okay, great, yeah, I receive it, I receive it, and so forth. But she stopped and said, "Wait, this is going to cost me, isn't it?" She was counting the cost even before she understood what the assignment was going to be. And so the angel said to her do not be afraid mary for you have found favor with god and behold he says you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name jesus now those are verses 26 Uh, let's see the first time we he spoke to her in verse 28 verse 29 she kind of looked at him verse 30 the angel spoke again verse 31 he gave her the assignment behold look you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Why am I taking my time with this? Because we're talking about the blood and the life of God. And we're talking about how the plan of God was implemented regardless of all of the other demonic disruptions. They couldn't stop this thing because they didn't know how it was going to work, you see? And he said, behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth the son, and shall call his name Jesus. Luke verse, chapter one, verse 32. He, now we've moved from Mary. That's what I want you to see in verse 32. He says, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. So what God just did is he told Mary, this is what you're called to do. I am going to impregnate you with word. This is whether it's a dream whether it's a vision, it's a plan, it's something that God wants accomplished, something God wants birthed in the earth. I'm showing you how you get your kingdom assignment. I'm telling you that this is the way in which we hear from God, Um, not because the angel visited, but because God is very clear with his word and he knows how to get his message across to us to tell us what he wants for us to do. Many times you may hear it from an apostle or a prophet or evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, you might be reading the word. You may have it in a dream. It may be uh, something really supernatural encounter of, or it may just be something that rises within you and suddenly you see it and you know what you're supposed to do. You just know on the inside, the whole plan starts to unfolding you. However it is that he opens it up to you. One thing will always be clear. Is that the word of God will back it up that whatever God speaks to us that he wants done you will find in his scripture you will find in his word what his will is and also the how to all of these things are going to come from intimacy mary was receiving an intimate message about the coming son the word of God being released on the inside of her this is how we get our assignment again He releases his word and it enters into us and it finds a place to form and so that it can be brought forth or birthed. And when you get the assignment, it's less about you and more about God. See, that's how the kingdom works. It's the will of the king. It's the heart of the king, the pleasure of the king, the desire of the king. And sweetie, as, as important as we are, we are not the key focal point of anything that God wants to do. He himself, Jesus, has First place has preeminence, but we have the honor of being the vessels, the kingdom ambassadors, the sons of God that bring forth the plan of God, or the ambassadors of the kingdom that are the citizens of the kingdom that bring forth the king's desire. And so, here he said, This is what he will be he will be called, he God will give him, he will reign over the house forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary asked one question. She said, how can this be? Since I do not know a man, you're telling me I'm going to be pregnant. You're telling me that I'm going to bring forth a child. You do have to understand. I've never been with a man. I am a virgin. So how is it possible that I am? You didn't say Joseph is not here. You're not saying this to Joseph. You're saying this to me. So what is it that you're telling me? How will this happen? That was her query. She did not say, I don't want any part of it. She did not say that's not possible. She said, how is it possible? That's a clue for us. God, how do you want to do it? How do you want to bring forth your desire through me? Uh, And as we start in that dialogue, you're stepping forward into the thing of God. You're not backing away from it. The angel answered and said to her, Holy spirit will come upon you. So see, it's always going to be that the spirit of God himself will move upon us or within us and around us to bring forth his desire. God spoke this to Jeremiah in chapter one, where he said, I hasten over my word. I brood over my word. I hover over my word. I bring my own word to pass. So the burden of proof, the burden of bringing forth the word of God is never ever on you. The blood will speak, the word will speak, the will of God will speak, and he will perform it himself. Jesus told us this as he walked in the earth, and he said, It's not me, it's my Father. It's not I, but the Christ in me is what it says in Galatians. It's not I, it's God. So we don't have, the. the, if you're running around heavily burdened because of a ministry and you're doing this and you're doing that, you probably need to sit down and rest and you need to hear what it is that the spirit of the Lord is saying because he will tell you, "I, I know what I'm doing. I know how to get done and accomplish what it is. I want to get the impossible into your thinking as being possible because of who is sourcing the plan, whose idea is this, whose plan is this, whose will is this, whose pleasure is this, whose word is this, you see. And so he said, he will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. And then he told her about her cousin, Elizabeth. And in verse 37, he says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Anything that is with God, anything that God has said, nothing is impossible to God. God um, does not understand uh, defeat or failure. He is everything that he says he will do. He has what it takes to back it up and bring it about. So there here, that's the uh, let's call it foreplay. this that's the enticement that's the the drawing forward that's the excitement that has been stirred in her and then she said what that's the wooing that's the romance that's the love and then she said i will open myself to this and she said behold the handmaid, the maidservant of the lord let it be to me according to your word that's an opening that's a spirit portal if you will from heaven to to mary mary opened herself and she said come on in I'll take this. I'll do this. And the angel departed from her. Now, what happened after that? Obviously, the Spirit of the Lord came upon her. I personally, I, I can't tell you exactly when it happened, but I really believe that as soon as she received those words, that this action took place. Because the next thing we hear about is that she got up and she went to see her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John, and she was already pregnant. So, there you go. It, it was it was that thing. It was not an immaculate conception. It was the power of the word of God entering into her, finding a seed, uh, releasing a seed into a womb that was prepared to receive it. Are you prepared to receive the truth? about the blood of Jesus are you opening yourself up to receive what the spirit of God wants to release into you because as we delve into this you are going to receive you must receive and be willing to receive a revelation of the power of the blood of Jesus on a level that is different from you just accepting a teaching or God forbid being so smart you know everything and so therefore nothing can be taught to you you see Nobody knows everything about the blood of Jesus except God himself, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. They know. But we do not know yet everything that they want us to know. And the reason that we can say that is because we have been virtually powerless. And if you're a citizen of the United States of America, you know... That the message of the blood, many times people have avoided it because they feel it's too violent or it's too this or it's too that. So there's been a, uh, what one teacher, he calls it a, um, it's been a weakening. It's It's been replaced with all of these other merits of what man can do. But the blood of Jesus is not about what man can do. It's about what God has done we have to get that. And then we have to be able to get into the mix of this in order for all of the power that the blood of Jesus has and, and, and all of the power of its voice speaking so that we will be able to hear. Um So let me go back through a couple more things here in this review, and I'm going to pick up in the next segment. I'm doing these, as you know, 30 to 35 minutes, and then in the next segment, I'll just pick up and we'll we'll go with this. So the quality, the blood of Jesus is uniquely sourced from the Father, and man had absolutely nothing to do with it. That's what you understand. It wasn't Joseph's blood. It was God's blood by way of the Holy Spirit. Mary was the carrier. Mary was not the contributor. Mary, he did not have Mary's blood. He had God's blood. That's what you need to understand because that's the precious blood that was released uh, into that body that that she carried. It was in the seed. See, this is why we get word together. Word is seed. The blood was in the seed. The life was in the seed. And when the seed found that place to to, to ferment and to, to grow in her womb, it was already within itself. It already had all the power within itself. She didn't contribute to that. The power, the life, the the voice was already there in the seed. As you know, if any of you gardeners know, that every seed contains within itself the ability to reproduce from the source. Every seed has within it the ability to reproduce from the source the whole picture of what it is, be it a flower or a tree or a fruit or whatever, whatever the seed may be. It has within it the power to be to reproduce every single time because the pattern, the formula, the, the instructions, the assignment of the seed of, of of the of the growth of the harvest is in the seed. You're gonna ponder that one for a while. Some of you are leaping up and down, and I know that I've um, spoke something that unlocked something for a few of you. So I um, look forward to hearing the comments on that. Uh, So the quality of Jesus' blood is precious, which means you are precious. I am precious. The quality of the blood is faultless and it is untainted, which is the direction that is for us. And it is filled with the life of God. So this gives you the whole thing about the plan, the intent, the original intent of God for us to be filled with the life of God. That's being born from above when the life of God has come into us. That's Romans 8 verse 2, that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death the life of God. We are filled with the life of God. But we have to go on an exploration, which we will do through this teaching, to find out what this life of God contains within it. And that means what we are carrying, that his full intention is for us to release. We are here. To release the life of God into the earth. That's the healings. That's the mental or the freedom from mental bondages. That's the wealth of the kingdom to do the work of the kingdom. It's a whole lot of amazing things. And the blood of Jesus being precious, um, the, that blood not only is precious, but it is alive. It's living blood. And that the life that is in it, because the life did not depart from it. The life is still in the blood. And so therefore, uh, his blood is as alive as he is. And as you know, he is the resurrected Lord. So the last thing I want to say, remember that the blood of Jesus has a voice and it speaks. And that's in Hebrews twelve twenty four. And people uh, will quote that. But um, you are worth blood to God. I already covered that. And you are pronounced clean by his blood. So let's start. I'll give you the, these last few notes to be where we're going to pick up in the next uh, segment you and i we are pronounced clean by his blood we read some of that in first peter where he said this purifying which is cleansing all of these different things by word when you talk word you're talking blood how do i know because if blood is going to speak isn't it going to use words yes and which words are it, is it going to use only the words of god only that which it contains every word of god is life to us my words are spirit and they are life And it's the same life that is in the blood. So you see, it's going to continue to go full circle, full circle, full circle, because it's what God said, it's what he means, and it's what he has released into us. I love, love, love this teaching. At some point, I will also tell you to go get your communion. I believe in the fourth segment, I'm going to tell you to get ready for communion, because we're going to take it together, at least we're going to do the first part of that. And then we'll be doing it in and out throughout these teachings. So you are pronounced clean by his blood. You are redeemed by his blood. You are cleansed by his blood. Um, The precious power of the blood has washed us and removed defilements. I know in the first segments I said we were going to get into defilement, but the Holy Spirit wanted me to get into intimacy first. And so as we do this part, then we can move into why the power of the intimacy with God frees you from the things that, that you think that you are connected to. You see, it's intimacy, relationship that lets you know that whatever the powerful one is, in the whoever the powerful one is in the relationship, his power transfers to your life. And so I, I also want to read some things. I guess I'll read them in the next section. Um, so his, his blood is precious to us and it's power to wash us and to remove us from the defilement. So we're going to kind of go back over that. Just a little bit, and then I'll get into uh, the rest of what we're talking about. So this was uh, segment, the second uh, session, and this is segment number one, three to go, on the voice or the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. What did you learn from this particular lesson? I want you to take your notes and take them into the next segment so that you have it as your uh, foundational root and i can just jump from what we've already talked about which is you are precious you are worth blood to god you have the same value you have the same value in in according to heaven as the blood of jesus has and that it's speaking about you and everything that i just shared Uh, also that you receive word as an assignment and within that seed of the assignment is everything that is necessary for God to get his job done. He'll bring all the resources. He'll take care of everything. Write your questions down uh, in the Facebook page and get ready for segment number two. I'm Lanzine Lee, your teacher for tonight and I'll see you in just a few minutes. Bye-bye.